0: The order the brown has immediately been properly advertised yes sir it has yeah. did mr parker join us did he join us no okay All right we'll move on commissioner if you lead us in our prayer and if you remember the uh show family would appreciate it yes sir thank in you
1: process.
0: in process. No, thank no,
2: you mm-hmm.
1: okay let us pray Dear Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the opportunity that you give us to serve the people and the citizens of Liberty County. We pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you'll continue to be with those who have lost loved ones. Well the Shaw family and the Proctor family, Lord. We just pray for comfort during this time and give them all that they need to move forward, Lord. And I pray also for those workers that are on the front line, for those in the medical field, Lord, for those throughout Liberty County, Lord, that are that are still working. I pray for their safety, Lord, during this virus. We thank you, dear Savior, for keeping our numbers down in this community, and we pray that they would continue to to stay down, dear Lord. Father, as we come together to do the business of the county, I just pray, Father, that you would give us all that we need to conduct our business here and to conduct it in a professional way. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 Um,
0: Before we begin I need to add one item, Commissioners, to the uh, agenda. The, this is also National Nurses Week, so they came by the hospital, they had me sign a proclamation of him. But so item C will be uh, National Nurses Week proclamation that's been signed. <clears throat> with with that, we'll move forward. Uh, is the Brown National Day of Prayer proclamation? Yes, yeah, sir, did you want to do the let me, the, minutes. Uh, yes, uh, the minutes of April, I'm sorry. We need to approve the minutes of April, I think it was 7th. Yeah. Can you have
2: a chance to do those? Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we approve the, the minutes from
0: April. Yes, yeah, second. Second. Uh, Justin Ferguson. All right. Mr. Brown, you want to do the roll call here? I will, uh, Commissioner Frazier. I'm present. <laughs> <laughs> Are you putting on paper? Uh, 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 Commissioner oh. Gilliard. Uh. Commissioner Gilliard. Here. Yeah. Hi. Uh. <laughs> Commissioner Lovett. Uh. Aye. <laughs> uh. Commissioner Stevens.
1: Yeah. Uh.
0: Commissioner Thrift. In favor. Thank you, Commissioner Walden. Aye. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. The minutes i approved. approve. Now, proclamation uh, three, one is the first is the National Day of Prayer proclamation. General, these have been, been provided, been provided mm-hmm. out to you uh, ahead of time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, National Day of Prayer and National Travel and Tourism Week, and as I just mentioned, National Nurses Week. <clears throat> so we recognize these three different uh, entities uh, for the work uh, for what they bring to our community. Of course, we all know the value of prayer, travel, and tourism, and we certainly want to appreciate nurses in the season that we're in now. So we. Um let's, just, let's just, yeah, not routinely but for this time let's just uh, do, 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 do. I, I, I was gonna say let's just yeah let's just do a roll call to approve these three proclamations. One more time, Mr. Brown. Commissioner Frazier. Chair, President, uh I I accept <laughs> uh Commissioner Gibbia I I Commissioner Lovett? Aye. Commissioner Stevens, Aye. Commissioner Fripp, Aye. And Commissioner Walden? Aye. Thank Mr. you, sir. We'll approve and accept this proclamation then. New uh, business. Uh, Mr. Groffman.
1: Yes, sir. Um. Everybody received uh, the March financial report, and I can hit a few highlights. Or if you have questions, um, you can go right to the questions. I'm not sure how detailed you want me to get it, um, but I can do. I can give the regular report, even though it's on March, um, or I can just answer questions. What would you like?
0: I said the regular report.
1: Okay. So right now, okay. So at the end of March, we actually had undesignated, unreserved fund balance of approximately seven point one months. A year ago this time, we had six point eight months. So we're about the same. Our budget went up slightly from last year, and we've got a little bit more. So I believe we're running exactly the same as we were last year, which is good. Um, there are a couple of departments that showed up on our radar. Um, county administration um, showed up they're running slightly ahead of schedule and this is basically due to the payments made to Mercer group uh, associated with the recruitment of our assistant county administrator. Um, risk management continues to run ahead of things because of those lump sum payments that we make in the fall. Uh, Government building is running over budget because of the unbudgeted expense that we incurred due to the security system upgrade. That was about $126,000 that was not budgeted, but that Jerry's budget has to absorb. Uh, judicial administration, which is court reporters, are continuing to run ahead of schedule. And last of all, narcotics, um, they're running over in a few different line items, um, overtime, um, all their fringe benefits, uh, vehicle repair and maintenance, and purchase of evidence. I actually sent an email today to um, Sasha, to John Long, and to Tina, the admin person of narcotics to inform them that they only, as of the end of April, which we haven't closed April yet, but as of the end of April, they only have about $75,000 left. We've got five more payrolls to post through the end of June, and their payrolls alone will be over $90,000. And that doesn't include any FICA retirement or, or anything else with that. So I sent the email out today to tell them They're going to run out of money before June even gets here, and they need to figure out uh, where they're going to get some more money from. I suggested that they talk to the chief deputy, which I see John, and find out if they can take money from the sheriff's department or from the jail because (laughs) they're wanting to um, purchase some, they've got an opportunity for some training things that have come up, and i I've already told them we're not going to be issuing the purchase orders because they're going to be out of money anyway. So, that is one department that we know for sure will be out of money before June ends Um, and I've already told them that. Uh, Going on to solid waste, we've got about a half a million dollar uh, net income so far, although we have not charged any depreciation yet for the year. Um, so that will come down slightly, but we've achieved about ninety, almost 94% of our budgeted revenues through the end of March. So solid waste is looking real good. I will tell you also, Kathy and I discussed today um, the information that we're feeding Holbertson, um and Associates, it's actually NWS Associates, because they're the ones engaged to do the cost study so that we can make sure that those assessments are accurate um, if there's any adjustments that will be needed for the upcoming increase in homes and to make sure that our commercial rates are also um, on target. Um, when you go to sales tax or, or, I'm sorry, all of the other um, special revenue operations and funds are operating with the exception of recreation, um, they were running slightly ahead of schedule although, I imagine by the time we close April, that'll come right back in line because they didn't have um, quite the expenses that they did in March, and all of those programs were shut down. So I'm sure that'll fall right back in line. Um, sales tax. For, for March, we actually received um, $718,000 in sales tax. Um, we had budgeted to receive seven hundred and forty-four thousand, so we are about twenty-five thousand dollars short of our budgeted amount. I will go ahead and tell you we have received the April lost, uh distribution from the state, and it was up significantly from last month. It was eight hundred and forty-seven thousand, which is much more than the seven forty-four budgeted. However. Um, the April distribution represents the March sales, and March sales are always higher than February because people typically get their income tax check and they go out and spend. So when I compared the increase from February to March of this year compared to February to March of last year, uh, last year's increase was 21% from February to March. This year's increase was 17.8%. But more specifically, when compare the the April distribution of this year to the April distribution of last year, we were down by a percent. And that just starts to reflect the shutdown that took place that last week or week and a half of March. So when we were doing the budgeting, um, I told Joey and Joe that We really will really start to feel the impact when we close April and we get all of those April numbers. When we get the fines and forfeitures turned over from the clerk of court, when we get our um, loss and our slots from the state, that's really when you're going to feel the pinch because April was the month that a lot of those businesses were shut down and there wasn't court going on, and there wasn't uh, fines and, and tickets being written. So um, we'll start we'll start to get a better idea of how this pandemic has impacted us when we get the April results. That's all I have. Unless anybody has any questions for me, but that's yeah. all I have on the report. I'll get it that way? Yes, sir. Yeah.
2: Uh, go back to myart-huh uh, um, mm-hmm. and Mr. Brown and the chairman. Can we get a report from them? They used to want, at one time. They would provide us for a report on what their what their activity looked like, and are they doing any confiscation of funds or just drugs for them to be making? Uh, Put
1: me in the overtime. Yeah, their overtime this year is out of the park. Um, I, I, Joey, if you want, I can I can request that from the chief to see if, if they can provide us with information. If you want me to reach out, or yeah,
0: you know, Kim, I can. It, it, that'd be fine. I was just making a note for that. Okay. And I'll copy okay. you. I'll copy you on my email to him. Okay. Okay. All right. Anything That's
1: else you my hands. Right. Yes, I do. Um, uh, I think. Uh, did you, Joey? Did you send out the um the audit information? Yes. Did
0: they get that in yes. the packet? Yes, yes ma'am. We're yes. okay. also going so, to discuss. This. You're going to discuss real quickly the budget calendar too. Okay. So
1: um, the budget calendar. We will have a public hearing on June 2nd not sure how that's going to work <laughs> but we're going to have a public hearing on June 2nd and and typically we have the public hearing on the first meeting of June and we adopt at the mid-month but I don't not knowing how the mid-month meetings are going to you know come back online or something um, you may end up having a called meeting to adopt it, or have a uh, or adopt it at your mid month if you so have a mid month meeting in June. So that's kind of where we're at right now. Um, I'll have to advertise that um, two weeks before we actually have that um, public hearing. So I really need to have something. That's, somewhat tentatively uh, adoptable to put on the website, because if we're going to have a meeting like this where people call in, they're going to need to be able to inspect it. And I don't know, I'm not sure when the building is going to open up or how that's going to work if we have a, a copy of the proposed budget up here and we let, you know, one person at a time come in by appointment or something to review it. And or we put it on our website so that people can review it and submit questions ahead of time. Um, those kind of things need, still need to be worked out, and Joey and I haven't exactly nailed them down. I guess that's what I know about the budget calendar.
0: <laughs> yeah, we will, uh, Mr. Chairman, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Chairman and members. We we will. You know, obviously, when when y'all decide, when y'all probably will have some conversation tonight about next month um, or at least after the governor's order expires and sees what that does. But, you know, we'll make whatever arrangements we need to make, uh, either virtually, uh, in-person contacts uh, for review, I mean, that's, all of that's doable, um, and we'll nail that down once, once we see exactly how y'all are moving forward. So that, that won't be an issue anyway we're going to work it. Okay. Okay, so, oh, I'm sorry, go
1: ahead. You all right. Okay.
3: So now
1: we just talk about the proposed audit. So last year was the was actually supposed to be the third year of a three year contract for carp running and Tyndall. Molden um, and Jenkins actually ended up acquiring carp running and Tyndall uh, during the off time. So came in last year into last year's audit with Malden and Jenkins kind of absorbing Carp Ronning, and Kendall and agreeing to honor that third and final year of that contract. I reached out to them to see if they would provide us a one and three year um, proposal to do the audit and they, they sent it to us and you should have gotten a copy of that. And it was uh, $60,000, 61000 and 62000 for fiscal year 2021 20, and 22. Um So I guess we need to vote on that if you want to uh, approve that proposal.
0: What had been the okay. previous piece? <laughs> I'm sorry? Are these, are these in line with their previous piece?
1: Yes. The last one, I think, was fifty-nine. was was actually what it should have been. They actually ended up billing us a little bit less than what Spark Running and Tindall's work was because of so much work that Derek did. You know, we we actually engaged him separately. Right. Well, Kim, uh, uh, I
2: guess the main question is you are the one that's working with these uh, people directly.
1: Are you satisfied with them? Well, yeah. Absolutely. I, w- I was satisfied with them before we went out for bid the last time. But, you know, really, I- I'll work with anybody, y'all, choose. It's easiest to continue to work with the same people because they they know us. They know our systems. They know our people. They, they know how things flow here. Um, I- I'm happy with their work. Uh, Joey, do you have anything to add to that?
0: No, ma'am, I, I, I agree 100% with you, and, and, um, and, but yet, you know, even even with them and they know the flows and they know all that, they're at arm's length, so so they call it as they see it. So I feel real good that they're giving us an honest report, um, you know, and, and it does help with that flow a lot uh, to expedite the completion of it. And and Kim and, and her folks and, and these guys, uh, if you remember, completed the audit on time. Um, And and that's that's very very important. So my my recommendation too is to try to engage them. I think very reasonably priced uh, for another three years.
3: Any
0: other questions or comments, Mr. Chairman? This is uh, Eddie. Yes, sir. Um, I'm in agreement with with. Kim and Joey, there's just one thing that I, um, I don't know, I don't you can review that thing, I guess, as closely as I would like to, but the documentation, Kim, that's coming in from those for each department um, for a contractor that we hire or anybody, are you getting that? I mean, are they providing that to you? And is it in the audit documentation of you know, an X amount of dollars and what it was used for in that audit. Revenue I'm management.
1: I'm not sh- I'm not sure I understand the question. I'm sorry. Okay. you said if somebody we contracted with
0: No. Let me back the okay. the order that we've got right now Yes yeah. um, are, are you satisfied that the documentation, I mean, the numbers across the board that they give us is one thing, but when they go in and do that audit, whether it's revenues or expenditures, are those revenues and expenditures documented well enough that we can say this dollar amount was used for A, B, and C? Is that being done, or is it just shows per department? Uh, and, and I'm asking that on the heels of the question that Mr. Stevens said about um, are, we, are we having the documentation we need on our expenditures?
1: So let me, let me kind of address a couple of things. So any auditor that comes in is going to audit at a materiality threshold. So um, while they select samples, both on revenues and expenditures, they're not going to look at every single thing. It's just cost prohibitive. So what they're going to do is they're going to select samples from every department, from every check register, from every deposit, from, from every billing statement, and they're going to look at those samples. And if something falls out of line um, of what we've recorded, then they're going to test some more. They're going to select more samples to get comfortable with the numbers that we've provided them. So uh, as far as like documentation of where every single penny went or what came in was spent on what, it's not really um, all the money comes in and into the general fund. So I can't, I I, I would dare, I, I wouldn't even try and say, okay, we had $2 million in fines and forfeitures. And this much was spent on this and this. It all goes into one lump sum general fund revenue. Now, we can say with a pretty good assurance that the expenses that were recorded by departments, you know, actually occurred and were booked correctly. So it's not necessarily this revenue was spent on this expense. It was here's total revenues. Here's total expenses by department. Here's total revenues by line item, um, and that's kind of what they're testing. They don't, we don't really say this revenue was spent on this expense. Does that help answer your question?
0: Well, it does. But what I'm, what I'm getting at is, I wonder if going forward, if we are just like anybody else would, we pull a department and we say, I mean, let's just say for instance that we take solid waste, and we go in there and we dissect it. Next year, it won't be solid waste. If we feel good about it, it may be something else that's under, you know, Bill's administration. Uh, and, you know, I know you can't do the whole thing, but if, in any particular case, whether it's to even, even, um, you know, got, um, folks that's working out here with the health department that's on contract. Uh, we've got people out here uh, that's working. Even print as a contractor for the county, he's our engineer. But you know, hey, we get his monthly billing, and we know what the monthly billing says. But do we ever go in there and say, okay, tell, break this down for me and tell me, you know, what was done? And that's what I'm asking. Is that is that something that?
1: Any of the auditors will do them, or are we going to have to ask them to do that? No, you would have to pay for that if you actually. Now, they, they do what they call a single audit, and that's based on a federal, war, a federal award program like Child Support or Right Army Airfield, where federal funds are concerned, and they go in there and they look at every single line item. So typically, every year, in addition to our normal audit, we also have what we call a single audit. And that looks at those federal award programs, typically, typically child support. Um, but it has on occasion been Wright Army Airfield too. But um, if you're asking any auditor in any given year to go in and specifically dissect a department or a fund, um, no, you're gonna you're gonna pay extra for that. That's what we call a uh, uh, forensic audit, right, Kim? Well, a forensic audit, you're actually looking for something. I mean, you're, you're yeah. I mean, you're going to turn over every single thing to see if you can find a pattern of something, to see if you can find, you know, something that's out of line. Um, yeah. And again, I think, I think what they do is they test enough. They look at the budget, they look at the, the monthly reports. they look at a sample of expenditures in, in multiple months to see if they're accurate, if they're proper, if they are un, um, normal in nature, that sort of thing. And if they fall outside of those, then that's when they would ask me or Joey specifically about either an expense or a revenue. And they would get clarification. If they didn't feel good about the clarification, or if Joey or I could not explain it, then they would do more testing right? in order for them to feel, um, you know, sure about what we've reported.
0: Well, that answered my question somewhat, Kim. I was I was wondering, you know, let's just take example. One example. We get ailment money, uh-huh. Joey, or... The county, all right. Who I know we contracted out by whoever is going to get it. And does the state ever come down here and say, okay, this is what you used it on, you know, and to make sure that we're spending it properly, or does that that would go to the county engineer and he look at it, and that's where it would end? Well, the county. Now I will tell you that
1: the auditor does look at those blocks. I mean, more specifically, they look at those sploss expenditures, including LMIG monies, um, because those are all items that are are going to be capitalized. So they test any thing separately, and they do look at that probably a little bit more thoroughly than just the other departments because that is a special revenue fund because there are construction projects going on. Now, what they're going to look at is, okay, you had this much LMIG money, show me the the projects you spent it on and we're going to show them the projects we spent it on. Then they're going to look at those projects and they're going to look at the cost of the project. They're going to look at everything that went into that project including the contractor costs, including the engineering costs, any architecture costs, any environmental costs. And they're going to look at the invoice, and they're going to look at the overall project to see if it's reasonable, and they're going to talk to Joey and Trent about it.
0: So, Commissioner Walden, the state does not, they reserve the right to, but they have not ever audited LMIG or um, LARP funds to my knowledge, uh, but we are required to separate those in such a way that if they came, we could show exactly what the expense was for and where it was done. And Kim, um, after she, she made some changes, she really tuned some things up uh, if, af- after we, uh, the person that used to work with Splosh left. And she has got a detailed now, where she can break out, in fact, those LMEG funds that they're split between districts. She gives that on your report. She can show that breakout for what percentage and what portion was used of that contract in that district. So I, I think we feel pretty good that if we were ever audited by the state or anybody else on that detail, it's, uh, it's much, much better than, than I think any others would have. It's, uh, I, we feel real good about, about the basis for it. Well, the the main question is, you know, I want to make sure that that is correct because we're going to try our best to get more grants and more Elmig money. And if our numbers are correct, then they'll probably say, you can bet your bottom dollar those folks down there are following up like it's supposed to. um, But I'm sorry for taking everybody's time, but that's just something I wanted to ask. I have been asked that question. Uh, more recently than I, I mean, you know, I tell them that my district is basically within the city, but there's a lot of people are asking about that, so wanted to be able to share some information and thank you, uh, Kim and Joey. Yes, no,
1: no problem, no problem. I just, like I said, anything that de- deals with capital assets, um, they, they actually test that separately and law deals with all, you know, capital assets. So they, they look at projects in process, um, things that haven't started, things that have completed, because all of that goes into our fixed asset ledger and all of that impacts our entity wide balance sheet significantly. So they they look at swabs mm-hmm.
0: with a fine tooth comb. Okay. Thank you, Kim. Kim yeah. well they look at um at transactions with a do come also any kind of cash transactions? when I recall that?
1: So, so, they do. They, they, what they do? They have two different, two different things they do. One is the materiality threshold. So they pull, they determine our risk level, um, and then by our controls. There's a very, I don't know, a 20-page document that Clint Stanley and myself have to answer every year about our processes and about our controls. Based on that, they determine a materiality threshold. So they'll they'll select a sample of, uh, you know, let's say 200, 200 different transactions that went through on um, this account. And it'll all be over the threshold. Then they'll turn around and they'll select, like, another 50 transactions that were below the threshold just just to see. Because you, you've got to test those. But they, they make sure that that materiality threshold is low enough to where they're capturing things that would prevent a misstatement. But they also test things below the threshold so that they can make sure that the little things or that – you know, somebody there isn't a, a human uh error or a human fraud going on, um for the little things because, you know, it it has been determined in the past that certain businesses, certainly not ours, but once once accounting departments learn the threshold, then they do transactions below the threshold and they think, they think they won't get caught. But our auditors yeah. select both selections over the threshold and then some that are under the threshold, just as a general rule of thumb. Okay. I thought there was special emphasis on that. Okay. All right. On, but, uh, yeah. On, on certain cash collection sites, yes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. uh, you heard the recommendation from Ms. from to continue to do business with Maldon and Jenkins? Uh, June 30th, 60000 This year, June 30th, 2021, 61000 And 2022, 62000 uh, That's your recommendation, Mr. McGuffin? Yes, sir, it
1: is. Okay. Sir. Chair, i a motion. Mr. Chair, i
0: make a motion that we accept contract with Malden and Jenkins for three years. Sure. Second. Connie,
2: the rest.
0: Motion from Commissioner Stevens, second Commissioner Thrift. Any further discussion? There being none, Mr. Brown, the roll call. Uh, Commissioner Frazier? Aye. Commissioner Gilliard. Aye. Commissioner Lovett? Aye. Commissioner Stevens? Aye. Commissioner Thrift? Aye. And Commissioner Walden. Uh, thank
1: you.
0: As okay. uh, so I have it, motion passed. Uh, thank you, Ms. McLaughlin. Thank you. If there's uh, anything sorry. else, please just call me or email
3: me. Thank you. Will do. All All right.
0: Right. I'm hearing Good, Good evening, Mr. Good evening. Can everybody hear me okay? I do. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if everybody has a copy of their status report in front of them or not, but I'll kind of go through this as uh, briefly as I can. First, I want to talk about the Isle of White Wight fire station. Uh, the building is up. Uh, the bathroom is framed in. Uh, the electrical is roughed in. Uh, the plumbing is uh, go
3: the
0: second leg of the plumbing is going in this week. Um, so things are moving along out there. Uh, one thing that uh, we did not have the price on when we got all the approvals. Um, a Couple months ago was the bay heater. Uh, we had budgeted $2,500, uh, based on the prices that we were getting with the East End Fire Station. And the price that we got to, uh, do the bay heater for the Isle Light Fire Station is $1,306.08. Uh, that would be, uh, change order due to, to Bees electric. And, um, so tonight I'll need to get that uh, approved. Um, I don't know if you want to try to do that now in this part of it, or do you want to come back to the end, Chairman? Let's do it now while we're going this way. As you heard Mr. Long said that we need to we have change order in the amount of 1706 bay, bay heater. Uh, right. Is that motion to approve that change order for that amount?
2: Is that gas or electric?
0: Electric. Okay.
2: So, will there be a generator down there to go with that? No, sir. Well, I mean, I, 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 I see a little hiccup right there. If the power goes out and
0: it's cold, uh, it's not going to do those trucks any good, Now, Let's keep that in mind. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Commissioner Stevens, good point. And um, I'm following up with Mr. Long and or the contractor. You may remember last time, Commissioner Walden, y'all discussed that same thing. Uh, and we do. so we want to try to get a price for a uh, transfer switch to at least be located there with everything we need uh, so that we can get a grab for the generator. OK. Uh, sure. We, uh, and I'll make sure I have that price for transfer switch. And I'll, I'll give that out to you guys. OK. All right. Any other
2: questions?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Mr. Out, Chairman. Okay? Mr. Chairman,
3: I had a question
0: from Mr Mr. Randall. I was just does station fifteen have that transfer switch? Station fifteen I don't think has that transfer switch, no ma'am. But if you'd like to, we can also uh, uh, get a quote on that. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. That's all the questions I had, Mr. Chairman.
1: No, uh, good
0: catch, good catch. Any other questions from the other commissioner? If not, we'll chair and take a motion. Chair,
2: sure. chair, I make that motion that we accept the uh the amount mentioned for the uh transfer switch at the of White station. Now so this is for the heater, right?
0: For the heater, the heater. Uh-huh. I mean
2: for the heater, I'm sorry. Not heater. Yeah. huh.
0: They're gonna fight. are going to I'm sorry. that.
2: Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Is there a second to the it motion? All
0: true. right. Commissioner Smith makes a second. Any further discussion? And they will get back with us on the uh, chance of pricing for the transfer switches at Isle of Wight Station and at Station 15. Am I right, Mr. Brown? Yes, sir. That's good. All right. Yes, sir. All in favor, all in favor of the motion, uh, roll call, Mr. Brown. Mm-hmm. Commissioner Frazier? Aye. Commissioner Gilliard? Aye. Commissioner Lovett, aye. Commissioner Stevens, aye. Commissioner Thrift, aye. And Commissioner Walden, aye. Thank you. Okay, the motion passed. Thank you. You make a Mr. Long. Okay, the End Fire Station. Uh, right now, they're waiting on uh, some of the steel for the building to come in. I think uh, Mr. Men, may have some uh, more information and some pictures for you um, on that. And uh, didn't know if you wanted to go through that now, Joey, or if that's something that comes up later. Uh, no, sir. I mean, I, I just, the only thing I guess I have to tag on there is that um, we are just waiting on shipping of the steel from the metal uh, building manufacturer, uh, transmitting the slabs down so it's ready to erect once it gets there. We're hoping that that ships. Uh, in fact, uh, the week of the 18th, uh, to be able to get here, it's been delayed in, in that shipping process. Uh, it, everything else is still on track. They had some pretty long lead times on some things that have been narrowed up. And so I uh, don't anticipate, at least at this point, an extension of the contract is still due to uh, the occupied bus by the middle of October. Okay. So, uh, and i want switch. Okay, you more on the fire station? Sure. I'm
2: gonna move on to uh, Lewis Fraser on Lewis Fraser Road. Is the next sure. item on the list? Yes, sir. Sure. Mr. Curtis, while you're on fire stations, uh, you know, I yes, mentioned sir. to you, and I think I may have mentioned it, Mr. Brown, I was in the Fleming area of the other day when it was raining, and we need to do something with that Fleming fire station. We had about four or five inches of water inside the fire station. Uh, with the trucks being in there and electricity being plugged up, trying to keep the truck charged up. And uh, we need to look at that station and doing some kind of drainage down there, Mr. Brown, as possible.
3: Yes, sir. Yes,
0: sir. Mr. Actually, right. uh, Mr. Brown and I talked about that some today already. And uh, my survey crews have already been down there and picked up uh, some sailboat around it, so I know which way the water is going now. And um, Mr. Brown and I were talking about some possible solutions and trying to come up with something that we could uh, talk to you guys about uh, shortly. Yes, Commissioner Stevens and uh, just to tag on real quickly with that, uh, as you know, that that's kind of a uh, a small substation. It's really, uh, as far as the mileage goes from the Lake George station, we're, we're way inside the five miles there, so. I, you know, we do want to bring you a cost estimate of what it may take. That is a leased building for us. So we, we want to bring you something prudent without spending a lot of money, um, if we can, for a fix in that in that area. I mean,
2: because what I looked at the other day when it was pouring down, I think if we could just do some drainage, that would be a big help to it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, 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 I don't know how you would be, divert that water coming off of the highway that's running straight into the...
0: And trying to rush itself out the back door and it can't. Yes, sir. That's, all. All right, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. I understand. Yes, sir. That, that's okay. kind of while well, we're trying to come up with something to present to you. Okay. All right.
2: Good enough.
0: All right. Thank you. All right. Well, I'm going to move on to Lewis Fraser Road. Um, the asphalt is down. The end of the contract isn't until June 7th. Um, they are mostly finished. Uh, they still have some corrective uh, shoulder work to do for us. Um, actually, we got to get a little bit more dirt on some of the shoulders uh, to make those work a little bit better. Then the uh, pavement markings need to get put down, and uh, then that project will be pretty much finished. Um, but we, they did a good job getting out of there and getting it done. Uh, we got a little further than we were expecting with the tonnage we had set up. So uh, we're doing really good with that one because we got all the way to the bridge. Um, So it was really a good stopping spot where we got to. So um, I'm really proud of them for what they did. Um, Mm -hmm. In Lane, uh, they've got uh, the water line connected, and they started out with the water line across the streets. Uh, There's not much going on out there this week, but they should be back on it again next week moving forward. With that. Hey, uh, um, hey, Trent, Trent. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at a report on Melbourne Lane. Um, you you <laughs> got to see but Melbourne Lane is in District 4. If could <laughs> win, um, what well, what what they normally do is they wait until I pay for it and then move it into another district. <laughs> right, so I'm sitting waiting now. <laughs> well, well, at least I didn't put District 1 on it.
3: <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, the last time yeah, you gave to right. variant, sir. So.
0: Well, but, but before you give this one, the that let, let me finish paying for it
3: first.
0: <laughs> okay. Well, I'll wait. <laughs> okay. All right. I was just trying to get a jump on the situation. <laughs> okay. Uh, goodness. Um, I'm going to skip them. Uh, one of the last things in my report is the uh, MPDS uh, with the green infrastructure. That's a separate item that comes up again later. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna skip over this one and come back when it comes back up on the agenda. Um, Interstate Paper Road, uh, we're just kind of waiting until after T-Spot so we can see what many, who has. Uh, Sykes Brothers is uh, the contractor for Third Street um, we're going to have a pre-construction conference, uh, this coming Monday, and then I'll be able to give you start dates and give you a little bit better schedule on that one. Um, us get down to the Towerville roadway acceptance. Um, you'll see a copy of the, that they, the city of Walterville requested that several roads be accepted for maintenance by, uh, Liberty County. So these items would need to be, um, added to their intergovernmental agreement for maintenance. Um, Several of them had requirements or things that need to get fixed before we take it for maintenance. A couple of them um, we are actually already maintaining and don't know why they're not on the list, so we need to add those at some point. I did not know if you guys wanted to try to take any action on those now or if you wanted to kind of do it all at one time. What I'd like to do, I, 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 if we could, I'll like, get with Mayor Baker and uh, maybe he, you here and I, and I can get together and, um, and take a look at that before we bring it back um, before, before the board. I'll get with Larry tomorrow, but, uh i got to go out of time tomorrow, but I'll get with Larry this week and we'll uh, schedule a meeting and come up and see you and, and we'll talk about it. Okay, and I'll be glad to meet wherever you guys want to. Y'all just let me know, and if you need me to, Assist in getting that meeting set up. Just let me know, and I'll be glad to do that. Okay. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll give you a call uh, this week. Yeah, uh, Gary, okay. you go ahead. And, that works. Gary, uh, 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 Gary, you go ahead and set that meeting up. It's, it's, it's no cost if you
2: set the meeting
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no cost if I set it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. 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 <laughs> Uh, that's good i like that <laughs> all right um uh, so the Allen's highway box cover i'll be after that one <laughs> uh which just waiting on one other letter from the coordinating agencies to send that on to fema um okay and i, I can't remember which agency it was it's i got four of them and i'm sorry that i, I don't have it in my mind which one it was because we just got the one from the corps of engineers last week we already have DOT. I think we already have Fish and Wildlife, and I'm struggling to say the fifth one. But um, I, I will send an email back out on that, which one I'm missing. Um, okay. The Holmstown Pavilion, Drain and Staking, we staked all that for Clinton. I haven't been back out there to see if he's done anything, but we got all the, the property staked for him. And, um, you know, last month I sent out a little uh, list of projects. <coughs> Uh, maybe striking projects. Um, Department of Transportation is going to do a DOT-led safety project in 2022 uh, in a lot of our uh, counties where they're going to go in and uh, fix some signage, um, maybe uh, do the pavement markings, and in some cases uh, do the roadway widening uh, with the two-foot widening, kind of like what they did with... uh, Lewis fraser Road and um, Bakington Road. You know, it's a couple of those roads they did a couple of years ago uh, for widening for us. So um, we put together a laundry list of possibilities, uh, tried to make sure that we had most areas of the county represented um, and sent that on. Now, what they do is they take that as kind of a wish list, and they ride through and then evaluate what they can do and then balance money and then... You know, in 2022, we'll maybe get a birthday present and have uh, some payment tracking and some signs fixed for us. So, you know, there's a possibility to get a little funds there to do some work, and uh, uh, that's gonna be a good deal for us. Other than that, that's all I've got today. Until we get back up to the uh, green infrastructure ordinance. Right. Hey, got it. Yeah, I got a question. No. No way. Mr. Chairman, I got a question. Yes, sir, Commissioner. Uh, Steven.
2: uh, Trent Stevens. Uh, Trent, I, I know we, we, we're looking at the Lewis Frazier Road. Uh, uh, is there anything in the plans that we can uh, not do anything with Lewis Frazier when we get up to Bill Carter and go Bill Carter? Sure. That's not, that's
0: put it Carter out to you guys, which right way we want to go.
2: Yes, well, I mean, yes, sir. So the
0: ratchets, does need some help.
2: Yeah, it does. Uh, the ratchet from from the cemetery on out to Dotchester's is pretty good. Right, but the uh, but the Bill Carter Road uh, it's in bad shape, and it's it, it's one of the main connectors.
0: Almost. Yes, sir. That is the route that most people take as far as uh bypass around Midway. Right. Not that they're bypassing Midway; they're just taking it as a shortcut. Yeah. So, but yes, sir, if that that is that is completely up to you guys on which route we take. So, um, when some suggestions come up for this year's mix which ought to be coming out uh, in July, we should get the letter for that. So, um, what we'll do is I'll put together a list of suggestions for you guys, and uh, I would like for you guys to kind of tell me what you would like to see in the program, and in that way, uh, when the the program does come out, we're ready to submit for the funds. Okay. Uh, All right. Hey, Mr. Chairman, I got a question for Trent. Yes,
3: sir.
0: Trent, I'm I'm looking at the report. Um, I had to come down the hallway to pull it up, but uh, on the Homestown Pavilion drainage, did, did you say anything on that? Yes, sir. Right. We got it straight, but I haven't been back out there to see if Clinton's done any work out there yet or not. Okay, good. Okay, and uh, Joey, I, I I mentioned, and this was probably late last year, I got a call from um, one of the residents of Hometown, and we were looking at, you know, what would it take, and I don't know if this would be something on Trent trainer or you have to get an architect, but we were looking at maybe enclosing that pavilion at, at Hometown so that we could put a central heating and air unit in there. As opposed to just having a cyclone fence like we got now. Yes, sir, and, and I did pass that on to um, to Jimmy, who's on here, and I think the thought was that, that I don't remember at what time, what year that happened, but that we would get together to try to examine what would need to be done to do that. Uh, so, okay. if, if if you want to, we can set up a meeting at your at your schedule uh, to for, for the three of us to get together. That'd be great. Yeah, when it was first mentioned to me, I, I thought I was gonna have some competition um, during the election, but since I don't, I I, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, uh, you yeah, we, we we get together on it. Uh, they they, um, they have a a, a Thanksgiving um, thing down there where they give out dinners to the seniors in the community around Thanksgiving. So it um, and, that, and and it came up right after that. So um, you know we we good for now, but it, it, it was just like when it was real cold, and they you know they didn't have um, that. That's what that's what the idea came up about having an enclosed uh, facility down there. But we, we'll get together. I get I get with you and um you and Jimmy on that and we we'll talk about it. That's all I have, Mr. Chairman. All uh, right, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Uh, recreation. Good evening. Okay, we are ready to initiate a discussion, with you guys, about how we work our way back into recreation programs and facilities being used. I believe you all have a copy of the plan that was submitted. Uh, includes like three phases of how we work our we proposed to work our way back into into our programs. Um, noting, first of all, that pretty much everything we have now is closed, with the exception of the walking trails, passages of green space, and boat ramps and fishing piers. Um, I can tell you that one thing that initiated a lot of confusion was when the city reopened their parks.
3: And (laughs) and,
0: we had flooded with calls from um, residents of Hinesville, so are the parks reopened. We just saw whether they're reopened. Well, we have been open to that extent the entire time. They have simply opened theirs now for people to do the same things we were previously doing. So, um, we have had a lot of interest in when the park's can open, specifically ball fields and tennis courts and, and basketball courts. And the proposal that I submitted has a phase one, which basically allows our, our state to start using our outdoor recreation facilities to include ball fields, basketball courts, tennis courts, adding cages in the skate park and I will tell you that keeping in touch with my counterparts in this area it seems that most communities are moving towards a soft or phase one opening of of facilities and that's basically the way it is going and basically what's being recommended by the state and national recreation organizations as well as the CDC so you know, we feel like we're, we're um, you know, in tune with what everybody else is doing by opening those facilities. Um, you know, we have a few concerns. Um, you know, we have, during this, this past several weeks when we've been shut down, actually having our staff patrol all of our parks, trying to ensure that, you know, people were observing the rules. Uh, we've had, you know, a lot of people that we've had to ask to stop what they were doing because they were on facilities that were closed and doing things that were not recommended. So I'm I'm afraid that we will be in a position of having to do quite a bit of policing, for lack of a better word, of of use of the facilities. Because even if we open these facilities, um, we're going to be faced with asking people to observe social distancing and CDC guidelines. So, you know, one decision that I would, I would really, you know, in addition to when do we open these, these facilities, another decision would be, you know, to what extent do we want to, to be involved in enforcing the rules of, that they are supposed to follow? Um, you know, we have so many parks that are spread throughout the county, it, it would be next to impossible for us to be at every basketball court or every ball field and, and to ensure that, that, that people are following the rules um i have you know input from some communities who their strategy is just okay we're opening we're going to expect people to observe the rules self you know self police themselves uh, and, and that's the way they're going they're not going out and trying to enforce the rules uh, other communities are putting very strict limits on the number of participants that can utilize facilities having their their uh staff there to monitor those facilities and actually control uh, the usage there, so that's that's a tough issue for us trying to figure out you know how we would go do about doing that uh, with, with the amount of staff we have and the number of facilities we have that we would trying to trying to monitor. Um, one thing we would plan on doing in this phase one opening of outdoor facilities would be to encourage our, our users to, to to reserve the facility. Uh, That way, you know, we could say, hey, this person has a facility reserve for a limited amount of time. Um, You know, that gives them the ability to come to the park knowing that they're going to have access to that facility rather than having to stand in line or there be 20 people waiting to use it. And I'm afraid that we could be faced with that uh, in in a number of different facilities. So, anyway, that's phase one, and I guess I would ask for feedback on that before I proceed any further. Mr. Karen. Yes, ma'am. Mr.
3: Terrence.
1: I I would, um, the the self-policing, I think, would be a good idea rather than our employees or Jimmy's employees trying to police it themselves. I I don't know that that would be a good idea for our employees. Do
3: that. I agree with we've already Dr.
1: seen some off on the. Uh, we've seen some on the news or whatever where, you know, it, it can start a domestic or mm-hmm. fighting or you know it that type of thing. A person got shot uh, in Michigan because he asked the lady to wear a mask. So I don't think our employees should be um, in the middle of that. And I don't have a problem with opening up the basketball court, the walking trails, other than we have discussed last week not opening up the playground equipment. But I see that my sides are still say closed on the Gum Branch fence line, and I have seen your folks out there, you know, in the vans in the evenings, Jimmy. Um, But um, overall, I haven't seen nobody on those grounds in a while. Every once in a while, there's some guys out there playing basketball. And I think that's okay. That that's just my opinion. That they complete themselves. I,
0: I like I, I like your introduction.
2: I would go along with Commissioner Thrift. I would say self policing would be fine. Then if that doesn't work, yes. then we would have to go to a plan B. But I believe in doing the first opportunity to first to self policing.
0: Do we, we bear liability, Joey? That's my question. Uh, I think Mr. Davis is on here, so I might defer to him for <laughs> luck. <Okay. laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> Mr. Davis, do we bear any liability for what happens at our parks? <laughs> He's sweet. Mr. Davis.
1: I didn't think he was on here, Joy.
0: Yes, ma'am. He came on earlier. I'll... Uh, I can try to reach out to him for that, for that answer. And I, you know, okay. I think the uh, division was to see what you thought of the phased in entry uh, mm-hmm. and then take some notes. I can go back to him and ask. I do think um, on the self-policing, we, I don't think we anticipated necessarily having a final decision on your firm dates tonight, Maybe a, maybe a target date for phase one. And maybe what we do is, you know, the governor's order is due to expire next week. Uh, There's some speculation that he may just release that altogether and let it go. I think it certainly makes it easier then when he doesn't have an order in place that requires social distancing for us to self-police. So um, I'll make a note, ask Kelly about that on the liability, and then uh, see what his suggestion is uh, following the governor's order and once that self-distancing requirement is removed. Sounds good, Joe. And that's next so, week? Yes, but that is. That's next uh, Wednesday, as a matter of fact, I believe. Yeah, next Wednesday.
1: So are you saying keeping
0: them closed till then? I thought the city... Yes, ma'am. I, I would... I would uh, right now, I don't think because of his requirement on groups of people gathering... That we are probably at liberty to open those up right now. I'll double check with Kelly on that also. To
1: keep the basketball courts
0: and the skate park all that closed and, and the yeah, walking trail. And just no, no, the walking trail
1: has been open. The walking trail been well, open. I, I think that's confusing at Gun Branch because there's a closed sign on the gate at the entrance to the um, ball field. And there's a, there's a closed sign at, like, the little pavilion gate.
3: And there was one at
0: the walk trail gate. I don't know if it was removed today or not. Good, so we, were, I they, we had removed that sign after there was some question about that. Um, I didn't realize that they had that particular gate locked. Uh, it, the configuration yeah. of the branch Park did make it a little more difficult to to show which facilities were actually closed, with really the walking trail yeah. being the only thing that was open. Um, so we've okay. tried remedy that. We can, we could go back and even you know add some signage to say walking trail only is open.
3: Something to that effect. I think that would be a, a good idea to
1: do that, but because it is um,
3: a bit confusing. I agree. All right, uh, uh,
0: Mr. Brown, uh, I, I have a. Question to Mr. Chair, uh, and, and I heard Commissioner Thrift saying that uh, that we're thinking about keeping the playgrounds closed, which I, you know, I agree with that. Uh, and I'm not saying that I am or you know for or against you know with the basketball courts anything, but if if, if we're trying to to practice social distancing and we're trying to keep our numbers low, uh, would it be a good idea to have the basketball courts open because even with them, you can't social distance playing basketball or let's say playing a horse. And those same people have, probably have children. So I mean, we 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 shut down the playground, but they're going to play basketball and then going home. I mean, hey, what I'm saying is let's just keep it unison, whichever way we go. That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, batting cages would would offer a. Offer a challenge, also because I know there's some folks that are anxious to use those. Most of those are going to be want to be used by at this point in time uh, traveling teams or folks that use our facility, and there would be at least 12 kids there at one time huddled around the fence. So, uh, I mean, I, I, I think that makes good sense to to kind of all be. All, all be in or all be out. Now, again, again, I'll, I'll lean back to Kelly and the governor's order because if he keeps those tight restrictions on there, it doesn't really matter what we want to do. And so I realize what some other parks and stuff are doing, Jimmy. There, but I'm not sure that. I mean, they're clearly running afoul uh, of that social distancing requirement. Um, so I, again, I, you know, I think the thing was. Um, to take some notes. Do you like the phase plan? And then, if so, let us target some opening dates uh, for you, which would be great. But you're, I'm
2: going well, really.
0: Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. What I was going to say was, I want to see what the governor's going to do. Um, if he's going to do that next week, it won't hurt us to hold the basketball off for a week. Um, but they can still use the uh, walking trails and that kind of thing. It's still available to them. i just tell you this from the inside. In fact, like I'm talking from the hospital. We are, we are testing more patients patients every day. Patients and employees every day. So I don't want us, I mean, I don't want to get complacent that this thing is gone or it's not gone. You know, uh, so it, it won't hurt us to have a the side of caution and see what Governor Kemp does next week and then these our decisions after that time. In the meantime, they have access to the walking trails uh, at have our hanged. parks. Yeah. And I would add, Mr. Chairman, too, that some of these other agencies that I've spoken with have a, a, a different way to control their parks. Uh, some of them <laughs> in the city, for example, where they can lock a gate and the entire park is closed. So, mm-hmm. you know... It's easier for them to control what's going on there than our system where we have you know, a number of parks scattered out throughout the county uh, with no mm-hmm. fences around them. So, you know, no way to control what happens there.
3: Okay. Mr.
0: Yeah, Chairman. Yes, sir. Uh, J- Jimmy and I had talked about this a little bit, but um, that, is, that is a problem uh, the senior citizens building you take it you know when you go in people want to go to the senior citizens building and if there's a gate across Tupelo Trail you wind up with a problem so I mean you could block the entrance over there on Patriots Trail but uh, you do wind up with some issues you know going into the senior citizens building and Jimmy and I had also discussed some signage now you know whoever thought we was going to close the park and we have to so now, we're going to need to get signs. It's not going to be too expensive. Jimmy, i we've already checked on them, but we're going to need those signs that's out there visible, all, you know, in at least three or four different places that say walking Trail is open only. I mean, I, I think we we need to err on the side of caution, like Mr. Fraser said, and let's stay off the basketball court and anything else. People are utilizing the park. Um, I think uh, Glenn Bryant opened up this week too, didn't it? Didn't you? Yes. Okay. But I mean, you know, we've discussed this, and it's something that we're going to have to look at further down the road on uh, on being able to lock these parts off. Um, Even folks, you know, they'll get out there in their pickup truck and drive across the fields in the middle of the night. So let's just uh, let's. Plan on doing that in in the next you know eight to ten months if we if we're still around here by then. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but for future parks, Mr. Mr. Walden, we got uh, those signs get are prepared ready. Now we've got them in our hands, ready to start putting okay. up. So, put Joey, you thank you, Commissioner. Uh, Joey, um, so do we need to after we find out what the governor is going to do? going to have a call. Meeting to determine what we do or how do we best handle that so that Jim um, and his his staff will have clear directions. I think it would be good if, if if y'all think it's okay for y'all to digest this a little bit and then let us if you, if you're okay with a phase opening that looks something like this, let us go back now and implant some dates in there for you uh, okay. when we know when, when we can foresee these things. Uh, Mm -hmm. by phases. And, of course, those those would be tentative, especially phase two and phase three, um, based on when other things, you know, when gymnasiums open and stuff like that. uh, Because we will need to talk about, and Jimmy's already thought about, uh, pools and what you do there and um, uh, any kind of a summer sports season we might try to pull off. And again, some of that's dependent on what happens with the cases now that everything's open and, wh- and whether they start to spike again or whether they continue on the downfall and then and what guidance we get from the state and CCC um, But it could very well be that you have a, a you know, a shortened a shortened sports season uh, depending on timing of, of what ha- happens nationally. Uh, but we'll go ahead and, and try to plug some dates on these and then try to hopefully, Mr. Chairman, after that uh, – meeting next week uh the governor's order when we see what's going to happen with that if we could have a fun conference that would be great okay all right let's plan for that to be sounds good mm-hmm. all right any other question mr martin we, we like the concept mr martin great thank you very much thank you sir thank you jenny green infrastructure. Yes sir. Um, what we have the, tonight is the uh, stormwater management program for green infrastructure and low impact. And we presented this back to you in February. Uh, we need to go ahead and get this adopted by the county. Um, this is not something that I, I think I said use the term ordinance but it's really not an ordinance it's a program. Um, But I I need to get uh, the Board of Commissioners to approve the program uh, so we can send it off to EPD and have it approved by EPD. Um, And and basically what it does is it's a program to encourage uh, green development and low-impact development. Uh, And what we've done is we've gone through and we've tailored it to write out the things that will be difficult for the county to maintain. Uh, and things that would, in, in the light end, things that would be positive for our county. Uh, so we didn't just go take all the green infrastructure ideas uh, and, and adopt them. Um, so, you know, of course, we don't want to do anything that's going to make our uh, maintenance responsibility from the road department more, um, any more intrusive than it is. So uh, basically, what this does is this gets us a good program, keeps us in compliance with our MPDS program, and um, gives people a little bit more of an opportunity to do some green infrastructure. So what I need is just somebody to, uh, I need to be able to adopt it and have it approved by the county commissioners, so I can go ahead and forward it on the EPD. Any questions for Mr. Long? On green infrastructure. Uh, one question, Mr. Chairman. Trent. Yes, sir. This, this is the basically a program that the, I guess our LCPC and uh, Planning Commission they've already looked at it. Too. Yes, sir. Well, what we did is the uh, Water Council uh, Technical Committee did look at it. And uh, we wrote it so that all the municipalities that are required to have the green infrastructure low impact development program are the same. So our program in City Heightsville is basically the same, and so will the City of Walterville, uh, Allenhurst, and Bloomington have less than two thousand people, so they don't have the same requirement.
3: But yes, sir, we've
0: we kind of got this all set up. We did run it through the uh, Water Technical Committee. It, would Limerick be considered low-impact No, sure. That, low-impact development is going to be um, just different types of being able to reduce your impervious areas, uh, using brick pavers, pervious concrete, um, things like bioswales. Uh, And and we allow those on private developments where we don't have to maintain the bioswales, just different types of stormwater ponds uh, that include uh, heavy vegetation in them. You know, they're they're really nice looking items if they're done well and well maintained. So that's basically what it is: is to reduce our is to reduce our rainfall runoff and increase our rainfall runoff. Uh, quality. So we're reducing quantity and improving quality with this. With
3: some
0: cosmetics, uh, everybody. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, sometimes, like but, with bioswells, if they're in a, a, a public right away or something like that, they're terribly difficult, and, and our guys are not going to be set up to maintain those. Um, mm-hmm. So and one thing that, that is required as part of this program is that uh, if these um, items are included in your plan, that you have to sign a stormwater management agreement that you're going to maintain them and that they're going to be kept in good functioning water. And that the county is not going to have to maintain it. So, you know, we, we're very specific on making sure that it's not something we're going to end up with. Well, on, on that note right there, and Commissioner Gillard's here, who maintains the uh, the uh, water retention ponds, um, Mr. Gillard? Like at all the football field, the city does that, don't they? And all these yeah, other little parks? Yeah, park? yeah we, uh, the, the city has some ponds, and then there's there some private um, private ponds that I think uh, the let's say, like, the one behind Walmart. They're responsible for that, and uh, I think LCPC inspect them. But uh, we, we got some that, that belongs to the city of Hinesville that, that we have to go in and maintain the integrity of the structure and, you know, mow the weeds and stuff like that, make sure that the pond is doing what it's supposed to do.
3: Right. So
0: we would have any anything the county would have, Trenton, and that would be, responsibility of Clinton's group to inspect them and make sure they are in fact, got enough cattails in them and enough cypress and this, that, and other? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And and that's really that's it. But that's what I was trying to tell you. I tried to limit what we put on the county. We tried to encourage it in the private development sector. Well, yeah, and that's one reason I want want to make sure, because them folks, the start is already loaded. So, um, yeah, they are we def- definitely want to make sure that the ink's real heavy on their side. All right, that's all I got. Thank you. Yes, sir. All, all right, right. and the questions? Let me All right, can't a motion to approve the green
3: infrastructure. The second. a second?
0: Second. Mm-hmm. Gary. Okay, you okay. okay. Any further discussion? Mr. Brown, the roll call. Yes, sir. Uh, Commissioner Frazier? Aye. Commissioner Gillard Aye. Commissioner Lovett? Aye. Commissioner Stevens? Aye. Commissioner Thrift? Aye. And Commissioner Walden? Aye. Thank you. Hey, you know, uh, Joey, I, I've been sitting here all this time, and I, I just figured out now how you've been doing the roll call. You're you going in alphabetical order. <laughs>
3: yes, sir. Okay. I, I,
0: was, I, 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 was, I was trying to figure. I was trying to figure how we how, how we how we, fit, how we set when we are there, and you're going in. It's not one through six, It's not, uh, I, so I, I got it now. Okay. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'd be glad to do it any way you want me to, sir. No, no, no. That, that's, that's fine. I, I got it now. Please don't
3: switch
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> You're hey, the, the only person behind me is Paul Zekman.
3: Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. So if y'all don't need me anymore, I'm going to sign off. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Y'all have a great night. Take, Take care. care. Okay. Right. And this is the report. That's right. I'll, I'll try to go through this real quickly. We've already really talked about the fire station construction there, um, mm-hmm. recreation improvements. Just to let you know, we're following up. Uh, Mr. Mosley met with uh, Mr. Long and Mr. Martin to do a handicap accessibility uh, look, and they're finalizing a report for the board there. Of course, that's something that's prioritized to come out of Splash. Uh, we'll tell you too that. Uh, somewhat related to recreation improvements, uh, Mr. Long has done the surveying for the whole Miller Park area uh, to include the uh, solid waste and fire site. And he's going to try to propose a layout that everybody can look at. So, you uh, know, I talked about that this morning. That's where he is on that project. So, it's that, that large uh, planning project. So, again, related to recreation and other improvements. Um, just real quickly, Uh, I think uh, we had some discussion the other day about elections, Uh, meeting with the election board tomorrow afternoon along with Kelly uh, to talk about elections in the COVID environment. Um, We have reached out to Peggy McGee at the hospital, had a long conversation with her yesterday, the infectious control uh, specialist there. It is going to be challenging to try to ramp up for 13 precincts in order to prepare for that, but we're putting together a plan uh, that we will be able to share with the commission and everybody else. Um, That plan will include uh, protection of employees or poll workers along with training of those poll workers prior to that. We're on a pretty short rope um, as far as early voting goes, because that starts week after next. And so we've had some conversations uh, with uh, Lenny Darden, about trying to shift juvenile court to the uh, Justice Center, which she will do, and then um, trying to plan for use of that building in a distancing and COVID environment. So working through those details, uh, we'll share those as soon as we finish them. We'll be holding some meetings uh, with people uh, in this building and in that building to talk about trying to move forward to reopen. Um, but the election is the most pressing thing right now. And in that environment, so uh, again, there'll be several people there tomorrow afternoon, including Jerry Johnson, to talk about what may be needed supply-wise uh, as we as we move forward with those elections. Uh, the I think Commissioner Stevens asked us uh, the other day, so I apologize for being redundant, but we did order the uh, absentee ballot box. We're preparing the place to put that, where it's being watched by camera. There will only be one, and that will be located at the main office up here. So, elections is a planning episode on its own uh, to try to get ready for that. Um, I will tell you that, not to knock them too much because it's a huge lift statewide, um, but there's not a lot of things that the state's able to help with on that. Um, Nothing from supplies, nothing from screening, nothing from sanitizing. So, um, you know, at this point, we're trying to make the arrangements on our own. Uh, But that's where we are kind of with elections right now. Uh, that process is, is unfolding as we speak. And I'd be glad to answer any questions uh, related to that COVID and elections. Uh, the other thing is, um, as you may know or heard, the Chief Justice of Georgia Supreme Court extended the stay on court proceedings uh, until the middle of June, actually June 13th. Um, he, he um I think basically just, just trying to be cautious. Uh, we'll tell you they're going to start issuing gun permits in two weeks, so. uh, actually next week, uh, over at the Justice Center. So uh, John Long and I have engaged in some talks about that. They've got that pretty well in hand. Those will be done by appointment only. As you're aware, that center is open uh, for limited traffic related to certain things that didn't close uh, because of the court order. Uh, such as certain petitions that are able to be filed through probate court, certain things, uh, real estate transactions that have to occur through clerk of court. But the general walk-in traffic is not permitted uh, over there at this time. Um, There is some feeling, I did talk to Judge Rose, there's some feeling that that basically after the 12th, then he'll have a reentry plan, the Chief Justice will, uh, for starting those courts back up. Uh, that that rolls over into the budget just a little bit because, as you heard Kim mention, we're doing no uh, no state court business right now at all. So fines and forfeitures uh, for that April and now part of May period, and actually what maybe all of May are going to be way down. The other thing that those folks face uh, is the huge startup uh, when it does open back up. Much like Mr. Jones will face, there was a. Uh, directive from Department of Revenue today that did extend the vehicle registration renewal to June 15th, and so uh, again the caution there is get ready because when the doors open they're going to really open. Um, but mm-hmm. those have been extended through June 15th also. Um, we did I, I floated out to you something that Mr. Mosley and I had worked on. Um, And that is a Liberty County reopening plan for buildings. Uh, As John and I talked about that a little bit, John Long, um, consistency is better if we can stand to do it. But like I mentioned, um, week after next, we're going to have to open the old courthouse at least to voting, at least to early voting. Um, So we put together a little reopening plan basically that involves employee protection, the entrances and checkpoints, where they are applicable, uh, social distancing requirements, uh, sanitization that you'll see, and then stuff that we want to push out to the media. Kind of uh, almost like we're doing a recreation, I kind of want to see what the governor's perspective is. As as, As we talk to our counterparts around the state on buildings and what's happening, most of them are still limiting traffic Um, The most expansive, if it's open, has been an operation like the Justice Center uh, where people make arrangements to come in and have appointments. I I do see that that whenever that timing is following expiration of his order and direction by the commission, that we would start slow, uh, maybe uh, limiting the number of people that go into the TAG office at one time, uh, limiting the number of people, in fact, that enter the building at one time, Uh, maybe also doing some uh, markings on the floor that Jerry and I have already talked about where you have lobby space or counter space. And those folks aren't, uh, for for instance, in our office. um, Because of the small lobby, we would would limit that to one person per entrance period, and there would be a taped-off spot on the floor that could be removed later, um, the distancing requirement to be met. The other person would simply stay out in the hallway, Uh, to be able to wait, you know, their turn to come in. Uh, You know, that being said, we had some discussion last time about plexiglass. When we had uh, Peggy McGee engaged yesterday, one of the issues that we talked to her about was plexiglass, and she does not recommend that because she says what's going to happen then is those people are going to come straight up to that plexiglass to get as close as they can get. She said what you need to practice is keeping them as far away as possible. And so the distancing requirements, I think, would be better than that. But a lot of those things have been outlined in here for you to look over and consider. And I think, again, maybe on that conference call we have following the governor's order, then, um, you know, I think I would like to talk about the date maybe that we can start soft reopenings openings um, as things start to crank back up. Uh, I am going to, like I said, have a meeting with uh, Glenda and Virgil and some of those scheduled for tomorrow afternoon to talk about what their desires are so we can blend that together and also do the same at the old courthouse with LCPC and and those folks. Um, I do see that traffic over there being limited, though, you know, uh, during that early voting period, even at a point and even at some polls where folks may have to come in, uh, sign in or give their name and then return to their cars, uh, to be called in their cars to come into the precinct building. Um, all these precincts are going to be a little bit different, especially small block buildings, like in Gum Branch and in Fleming uh, West. going to be a challenge. Uh, but those are some things that the hospital is doing that have been real successful, and people seem to prefer that, um, waiting in their vehicles in certain cases in their, in their good feel area to get a call Rather than trying to stand in line um, under some distancing requirement. So again, this is just furnished for your review tonight. Comments, please. Um, additions and takeaways. Uh, Peggy's helping us a little bit with this plan too. It's something that she said yesterday, as we had her on the phone, was pretty interesting, and it was pertaining to polls, but it also pertains to employees uh, in a work environment. Uh, a couple of things, I guess. One was. Screening people that come in. And she said, You don't do that. She said, Basically, you need to treat everybody as if they have the virus. And then you need to protect those people and their risk of contact um, as best you can, with the realization that even things like gloves, she does not recommend. She said there's too much infection being spread through gloves on a routine basis because <laughs> people don't know how to take it on and off properly or they don't do it when their face itches and they want to scratch, they contaminated. So, you know, again, she's helping us walk through that. Uh, that was some pretty interesting comments to hear from her, really over things that she has seen in that working environment already um, as they happen. So uh, that's what I wanted to give you all tonight, the takeaway. Again, maybe we can talk about that after the governor's uh, plan for whatever that is. Joy. I, I have any questions, Joyce? I I got one, yes, Mr. Sir. Chairman. Um, I, I was just looking at this, and I, I looked at it earlier. And I, just one thing that um that I was just thinking about: what about uh, riding in the elevators? Um, we, we may need to. <laughs> Probably, what just put like one person in at a time I because mean, I mean that's a you, you put two or three people in that I mean there's no distance in if you got that many people in the elevator that's no, that's a very good point point. and uh, I think what we would do there is we would we we would put signage that would encourage only one uh it's almost like the ball field trying to monitor it but but no i th- I think that definitely needs to be added to this and and definitely yeah. signed. What, what, what hey Mary,
2: Mary was that you laughing, Mary? Yes. Yeah. No, no, but 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 seriously though no, I
0: mean you know,
3: elevated, yeah. um that
0: that's something to be to think
3: mm-hmm. about. Yeah. I never heard the
1: film yeah. <laughs> that I have been group before. Mr Chairman <laughs> I had a question. Mr. Chairman, I have a question concerning yes, the voting I precincts and
3: all.
1: Is that, Joy, um, mm-hmm. could we consider maybe having early voting at other precincts or just downtown?
0: I mean, but actually, people are, get,
1: people are going to get very uh, discouraged if there's long lines and having to wait in the car. And I mean, it's yeah, going to so be a challenge. It is going to be a big challenge.
0: So we have. It's going to a big challenge all the way around, um, but to answer yes, ma'am, to answer your question, Department of Justice has to approve the sites ahead of time, and there's not not time to do any more, but there are two set up for the county. Uh, there's one at the East End Center, and there's one up here. Uh, East End Center probably is going to work like a dream. I mean, that's, you know, it's spaced out uh, from where they yeah. do it. We mm-hmm. can put stuff on the floor. There's a, a portico that you can space uh it's this building next door is going to give us a challenge uh going and coming in the hallways they're probably going to need to come in one door we'll limit the number of people can pick up their clipboard and fill that out when, when that person passes out of that area uh they'll go down to end the hall another person can come in and then when they exit the voting area down there they're going to need to come out the door closest to the annex so they don't double back into the traffic in the other end so Uh, a lot of those logistics you know that that that, that's that's a huge test but uh we'll get through it yeah um i will say i think yes ma'am i'm sorry uh, is it
1: one week or two weeks prior
0: to june uh, It's actually actually, uh almost three three. weeks it's 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 a little over two i've already voting Mm -hmm. Uh Uh yes ma'am
1: okay okay all right thank you uh joy joy
3: yes
2: sir hello joey mary yes sir uh, so there, won't be, there won't be anything between the voters and the poll workers to protect them when they come up although they come up one by one there won't
0: be anything between them the only thing goes you know, for the, i mean that's they've got to be able to move and be mobile so so uh and we're going to go through all these tomorrow but but um actually as you walk into the polls uh, you're going to walk in a, probably to a sanitization table um, where somebody makes sure they sanitize. And that will probably be the person that is in charge of sanitization in, in that precinct. Um, they'll sanitize. They'll be passed off to a poll worker um, who will have the card that's been sanitized. Uh, they'll probably, um, you know, set the person up at the booth as they do, get them operational. The booth, of course, been sanitized after every use. I think the state's going to supply some styluses so you don't have to actually touch the machine. Um, but then at the end of your voting period, that poll worker then uh, will help you uh, scan your ballot in and then um, basically take your stylus, sanitize your stylus, use your card to the card uh, to the card station where those people sanitize over there. Um, the only thing that Peggy may recommend, and uh, we're making plans for it now, is that those people will have masks if you're a pole worker, if you're able to wear a mask. That, that's another problem that Peggy points out, uh, is that all people are not able to do that. People with respiratory problems have an issue. Uh, so we're looking into uh, some guards for them. Um, and, of course, the, the, the problem with all of that is finding the supplies. And Peggy, quick to point out that, that gloves, masks, and face shields are at a premium. So but she's helping us through all that. So I'm sorry, Commissioner Stevens, the short answer to your question is they they will probably have some type of face guard uh, that, that we would ask them to wear uh, along with a mask. Okay.
2: So now back, back to the other part of this question, uh, uh, and I'll be through. What we talked about earlier, there is nothing for security and upstairs at
0: all that I'm sorry, I you got over in there a little bit. Security upstairs?
2: No, for the security downstairs and over at the justice center, whenever you, if we if we do open the doors and like you said and like the chairman said, don't fool ourselves that this thing is going away. Uh, there, there's nothing that will be put in place for protection otherwise for security at
0: the Annex, the Justice Center, and upstairs. To my knowledge, there won't be any more for security. They're having a tough time finding security posts anyway to work those doors, from my understanding. Um, of course, we'll have security in the old four-house. Our early voting's going on to help guide that. And they did say that I, they do it, would do everything. Uh, I,
2: I thought maybe I didn't state it the correct way.
0: Health health wise, protection for health wise. Oh, he means like a... sexy less. No, they they will be optional for those employees. But again again the thing we wanna do is limit the number of transactions that have to occur face to face anyway. We have that's the key thing. We wanna do that education, we'll limit those people, um and and, and basically make them distance. So um, yeah, rather than having to come to the counter, we don't want you to come to the counter. Um, we, we, we will stop them when they come in the lobby here uh, behind the tape and say, uh, can I help you? Uh, yeah, I came to pick up a job application. Well, you need to go around the corner uh, to where those are being provided on the table uh, outside of Laura's office, which is also distance. We're going to shut one of those doors, and we're going to have those available outside. They'll actually sit in that hallway to complete those and then can put them back in the box. Uh, so what we want to try to do is limit contact, period. But, yes, sir, we will be providing uh, anybody at the counter, as you can see on this, will be provided a mask and or glasses uh, if, if they so desire. Uh, Joe, I, I hear you, but I kind of feel, I, I'm thinking, I'll talk to Peggy, too. People, though, like, I can... <laughs> The deputies at the uh, Jefferson Center a little bit different than, than, than say in the uh, annex building. Check with your check with your peers, please, sir. And see what they're in Yeah, I'm a little confused because we went from deputies and then reverse to safety. So, yeah, but
3: the, the
0: same, deputies are gonna the same thing. Yeah, he, he didn't mean it, safety. He meant protection. He was trying to say, some kind yeah. of barrier or something between, uh, between the people so that are Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still lost. I apologize. So are you talking about safety for the deputies? For the
2: deputies and upstairs.
0: Okay. What, what, what is it we would want to do upstairs? Well, put
2: some kind of shield up there. I don't care if it's potable okay. or not. You
0: know, because uh, all it takes is for one person. Commissioner Stevens, other than shielding off the whole office up front, there's not a, not a way to put a shield across that entire lobby. Um, if, if you think about it, the plexiglass that you see at the grocery stores, the people are asked to stay behind the plexiglass, right? So if the people are asked to stay behind the plexiglass, they can be asked to stay behind the tape. And if that person refuses to stay behind the tape, then they'll be removed. All and that, right. person that, that person that's asking them, I mean, I can tell you, in our office in here, there's not an issue that can't be cured. That person, Miss Evelyn, has the right to back away from that counter and come into this conference room. Downstairs, a total different environment in planning and zoning or in uh, permitting. Where they have yeah. to come into that sh- that short office, and they are on you. So, uh, again, uh, yeah, Mr. Chairman, you might want to talk to Peggy. I heard that loud and clear about the plexiglass yesterday. No. The thing is, no. you don't want them. You don't want them within six feet.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Because you're going to have a pass-through window, and as she said yesterday, they're going to want to lean down and talk to you underneath the hole. And that's been her experience.
3: Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll talk to her. Yeah, I, I, I can tell you there's no feasible way to put plates of glass over every counter space and cover the counter spaces completely. Yeah. But, Joey, Joey, there's a glass in the door that you walk through. So just lock that door and nobody can come in. I mean,
3: well, you, you don't, don't
0: want lock to lock the door. door and you don't want to lock the door because somebody's got to go open it to let them in. That's what I'm saying. If they need to, you walk up to the door, and you can talk through that glass, and you can say, "Can I help you?" The lady says, "I need an application." She says, "Go through this door right here." Uh, do. let's, yeah, let, let's think about. Let's think. I mean, in that case, I'd rather just keep them out of the building and let them call from downstairs. I mean, we're talking about letting people back into buildings. So in that case, all I've done is let them in the hallway. I'd rather, just, I'd rather not have them in the hallway. I'd rather them stay out of the building altogether if we're not going to open. We've got well, to get back up. to a point where people come in. Well, I thought somebody was already coming up there. From what I was understanding there No, they're not. They're not coming in the buildings at all right now. Let me tell the pick and I'll get back with you, Joey.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think okay. Joey, you're talking about when we start to open up. But right now, nobody's even in the building. Is that correct?
0: No, they're not even. I'm talking about so when you it. introduce. Yeah, when you reintroduce yeah. people to the buildings. Right. Oh yeah. well, God! When well, that happens, I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I. Yeah. I thought you was letting them in already. No, yes,
2: they're, they're not coming in at
1: all. No, it's closed. That's good. Oh. good thing. Yeah, there should be nobody going in there to see Evelyn, Miss Evelyn. And at this point, I well, I know I no. haven't been
0: up there, and that's why I had not been up no. there. I thought you'd done opened up something.
1: You can, laser, laser. No, you can. No, you can get in if you needed to. Yeah, but,
3: uh, I, I do see people
1: trying to with 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 the with the plastic glass up. I do. It <laughs> a lot of people are using those
0: a to whatever, more people try to get closer to the counter yeah, again for instance up are trying to hang plexiglass all the way around both sides of this counter is, is really not practical no no uh-huh. uh, just a uh, uh, quick question it's, uh justin hey is, is there any way possible we could put something like down on the ground like uh, a line or something and tell them not move because I know, uh, when was that? Last week when I had to come, I did see the sign uh, up,
2: but I don't know if a lot of people pay attention to it. From from my experience, like even with my business, I have signs posted and they walk right by, and I have them posted on oh, the yeah. window. So,
0: yep. So is there any way possible we could put like some striping or something down on the floor, some temporary striping? At least that? Yes. And we're looking at that? Yes. That's part of the plan. Jerry and I have already, uh, he's already got the outlet for it, and that, that would be our plan once we reopen in every building. In fact, well, again, when you think about it using this office and Paul's office as an example, there wouldn't be but one person let in this office at a time because of the distancing requirement, and we'd back away from that counter probably six, eight feet and have a taste there. So you, once you even came in, the one person that could come in, you uh, are uh, back, back six or eight feet from that mark on the floor. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. So have yeah, to yeah. look that over and um, give me any other thoughts that you've got, and we're going to go ahead. And I know we're going to need uh, the marking tape and the sanitizer. We've already kind of got those on order and uh, specified out, because any way that we go, we will need those tapes. and and that sanitizer, so again, trying to find it at a a premium, but uh, but we're working through it. Mm. Hey, Joey? Yes, sir. Joey, one more thing. Um, How many handicap accesses are they into the old courthouse? Three. so that's going to two people. In on, I believe there's. Yeah, I believe there's two now that I think about it. I don't think there's one on the east court side. Well, well, if you got, if you're gonna to have to do something there, you, you going I mean, people that's handicapped or wheelchair accessibility or whatever on walkers, if they come up, they'll have to go probably back out. And I'm just trying to think. We may have to put something up about uh, parking. You know, where people don't have that far distance to go up there. Yeah, to you right. road. That's a, that's a very good – I know get top of one another. And I didn't know. Uh, I know there was one um, handicapped spot up the there in the front. I just
3: said, yeah. yeah, I
0: don't think there's one on the other side. And you're gonna I want don't think so right. You're going to want people coming in with a wheelchair, but you'll want them going back out the other side. Um, and I know that's going to create a little bit of a hardship. So then they got to, wherever they came in at, they're going to have to roll all the way back around. But I don't know which we yeah. get that moving. That, that's something we need to try to work on in 2021. Getting that early voting moved somewhere else because these other spots, people can get out of their car, and go across the parking lot, and go right into the building. So, um, whatever we got to do, we need, We're going to need to address that, uh, even if we have to get the Governor, to come down. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you bring up you bring up a great point, and that is uh, about accessibility for handicap, and that may be an exception, um, but it also uh, brings up the other issue with with these elections, and that's that's workers' period, all workers' period. That's something we're going to be talking about uh, tomorrow afternoon with that board, uh, because it's going to, as we talked about, take more workers. To help these folks, so they don't have to wait. Connie brings up a great point, you know. And, and then you get into the voting machine thing altogether. That whole process, as y'all know and you've seen it, uh, was going to be a long process anyway. Now we've got all the absentees, and now you got this. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's really, it's really a challenge on the own, But we're going to get there. We'll get through it. So, listen. I appreciate the comments on this, and uh, Joe and I will look those, we'll, we'll put them in here. We'll certainly, uh, Mr. Chairman, let me know when you talk to Peggy and uh, okay. anything so, else that, that we can recommend there. Commissioner Stevens, I mean any, anything that you got. Um, y'all, y'all know this place uh, better than better than a lot of us. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Joe, Joe. We Joe. once, once we're open, we tape off on the hallway some too. You know. I do it. Joe, uh, since you're going to be
2: attending that meeting tomorrow afternoon, would you ask the board over there, do they anticipate
0: counting the absentee ballot before the poll closes? I don't think they can. I thought they had to wait. I thought I saw in the government no. saying that you have to wait until 7. No, no, you don't. All you got to do, okay, the
2: board has to do is, is, is uh, get permission, and they can start well, anytime time after 12 o'clock.
0: Okay, I'll certainly ask that question. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, The only other thing is just to remind you of the calendar that you've got there. And we are having a little budget work session uh, starting at 9 on Thursday. Uh, Social distance in here won't be open to the public. We did let Mr. Parker know if he wants to come work through that with us. And then the committee will meet back again, or the commissioners that come will meet back again, uh, anybody that wants to, on Friday morning from 9 to 12. Then we can see kind of how far we get there. Uh, I will tell you that there's, I think we mentioned uh, the other day that there was going to be a, a test site set up this week by uh, Department of Public Health from 8.30 to 11.30 at Schumann. Uh, that is set up to occur. However, uh, Department of Public Health has decided that going forward, they only want to do uh, one site a day. What, what was happening, what's happening actually uh uh, Thursday is they're going to do here in the morning and long in the afternoon, and I think now they're anticipating the numbers. So starting next week, it's going to be on Wednesdays, and it'll run from Wednesday at two at ten thirty to two thirty uh, at both sites. So those are free testing sites open to the public. They can come. Uh, probably need to be prepared to wait just a little bit, but uh, we'll we'll see how that works out. But I will let you know there. I just found out today there had been a change in that also starting next week. And, Mr. Chairman, that's all I have. I, I certainly do appreciate your patience. Thank you. Hey, Anything uh, else we could have do Right. Uh, hey, Joey, I, I just have one question. Uh, do, do we have a number on how many people have been tested, in, I guess, in the last week with these uh, mobile sites? I, I don't, but I can reach out. In fact, we have a call tomorrow. Uh, with Dr. Davis, and I can reach out in advance of that to see if if uh, if he can get us that information.
3: But
1: because uh, diversity in the draft through, also, diversity is uh, doing testing. Right. They got right. a bunch of testing kits, a lot, and you know, I I think our numbers will go up, but uh, yeah. I don't know yeah. that they're serious numbers, but uh, yeah. I, Numbers are numbers, but uh, yeah, those, those kits are coming pretty readily available right now than before, so we're probably going to see our numbers spike. mm
3: mm-hmm.
1: Because they've opened it up now for anyone to
0: be tested. Yeah.
1: Any and all. to be tested, yeah. so you don't even have to have to mm them. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I believe I'm going to go get tested. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have. A
1: lot, A
0: lot of people are. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, so the, what, what, what the commissioner indicating is the, the I call it the quick uh, finger stick test. That's the one that's questionable reliability on the little quick test. If you do the nose one, or the throat one, you're pretty good with those. But uh, yeah. with the little quick finger stick test, that's the one where the reliability is
2: questionable. Right. I okay. so I don't know about. that
1: they knock the numbers off once somebody. You know, we've been stuck on thirty-seven for a couple of weeks. Do they? In two weeks, they should knock those the num knock you off if maybe you've uh, recovered or you're quarantined. I, I don't know how they're doing those numbers. I
0: don't know how to do that. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. And,
0: and 37, somebody have got well. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> I but saying, for, for right and, and the yeah. reason why the reason why i was asking that question is because uh, i think i should you know in the beginning when everything was going on just to to kind of uh monitor our numbers here in the community and just like commissioner Dirk was just saying you know it, it's a good thing we've been stuck on, on this number for a while but with the increased testing you know but there's also a possibility that our numbers can increase mm-hmm. but uh
2: mm-hmm.
0: i, I I just kind of want some statistical data to say, okay, well, you know, a thousand people have been tested in Liberty County and we only have 37 cases, or is it we've only yeah. tested 50 right. people and we have 37 cases. That, those, mm-hmm. those two things are completely different. So it, it's kind right, of difficult exactly for right. us to kind of really, right, so it's kind of difficult for us to kind of really monitor it by just the numbers of people who, who, uh, who've been a, a,
2: affected. So, I, I, I yeah. just want to know: How many people really have been tested in Liberty County? And and, and I, yeah. I know they have to have those exact numbers some, somewhere somehow because they're they're not sending out and not giving number all well, but Now how many that
1: now, they're now that they're different testing sites, are they all giving their numbers to the health department? You know. So right. we don't know if those numbers are me. But I did that. have to make a visit down to Memorial and to the ER with a with a friend of mine. And I tell you what, they were not using their outdoor tent that they thought they were going to have to use for COVID. And, you know, obviously they didn't let me go right in with her. I mean, they had social mm-hmm. distancing. We had sit, we had to sit outside or stay in the car while mm-hmm. she went in. But uh, mm-hmm. um, it was good to see that they were not having to use that. For convocation. That's
0: right. right, so, right, right. right. That is a, a plus. That's right. Uh, all right. We'll get that. Uh, Jury, I'm sure Angela Harlow can answer most of that. Yeah. Yes. I'll make a note to try to get that from him tomorrow when we talk to him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Yes. All right. uh, okay. All right. Anything I mean, else to do uh, We need a motion to adjourn. Okay. <laughs> we need a motion to adjourn. Don't
1: move, Mr. Chair. I make
2: that motion.
0: <laughs> All in favor. <laughs> we don't need a roll call. Right. All in favor. <laughs>
2: Alright,
0: good night, guys. Okay.
2: Alright,
0: good night, everyone. Be safe. Stay safe. Be safe. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.
2: Joey. Joey.